Chapter 85 Secrecy of Private Matters Allah the Exalted says in the Quran And fulfill every covenant. Verily, the covenant will be questioned about. 685 Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu reported Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said The most evil of the people to Allah on the day of resurrection will be the man who consorts with his wife and then publicizes her secret collected by Muslim Commentary Islam treats conjugal union as a sacred and secret act, both in social and moral terms. Indeed, the sanctity of conjugal rights contributes to the consolidation of moral norms and social cohesion. Yet, what passes between wife and husband on the consummation night is usually taken in a light vein in our societies. In the morning, both of them relate their sexual experience to their friends respectively. This is moral indecency, which is incompatible with human dignity and civilized behavior. This hadith reckons it as a grave sin which must be excused. The bed experience must be kept private by the married couple to the exclusion of a third person. 686 Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhuma reported, My father, meaning Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhu, said, When his daughter Hafsa became a widow, I met Uthman ibn Affan radiyallahu anhu and offered Hafsa for marriage to him. Uthman said, I shall think over the matter. I waited for a few days and then Uthman met me and said, It occurred to me that I should not marry at present. Then I met Abu Bakr and said to him, If you are willing, I shall marry my daughter Hafsa to you. Abu Bakr radiyallahu anhu remained silent and did not utter any word to me in reply. I grew more angry with him than with Uthman. I had waited for only a few days when the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam asked for her hand in marriage and I married her to him. Thereafter, I met Abu Bakr who said, Perhaps you were angry with me when you offered Hafsa to me, and I said nothing in reply. I said, Yes, that is so. He said, Nothing stopped me to respond to your offer, except that I knew the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam had mentioned her, and I could not disclose the secret of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Had the Messenger of Allah وسلم, left her, I would have accepted her. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary To keep a secret and not to disclose it to people is the theme of this chapter as reflected in this hadith. The hadith has also other points which invite our attention. Firstly, a man can offer his daughter's hand to a righteous person. Secondly, it is undesirable for parents to send a message to another party for the wedlock of their daughter when talks with someone else are already continuing in this regard. Thirdly, 
If the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wanted to marry a woman but could not realize his intention for a reason or another, it was permissible for a Muslim to marry her because, juristically speaking, such a woman could not be counted as the Prophet's wife. 687 Aisha anha, reported, On one occasion, all the wives of the Prophet وسلم, were with him when his daughter Fatima anha, who walked in the same fashion as that of her father came there. He وسلم, welcomed her, saying, Welcome, O my daughter, and made her sit on his right side or on his left side, and then whispered something to her at which she wept bitterly. When he perceived her grief, he talked secretly to her again, and she smiled with happiness. I said to her, The Messenger of Allah وسلم, chose you from amongst all his wives to speak secretly to you, and yet you cried. When he left, I asked her, what did the Messenger of Allah وسلم, say to you? She said, I will not divulge the secret of the Messenger of Allah. When the Messenger of Allah وسلم, passed away, I said to her, I adjure you by the right I have in respect of you to tell me what the Messenger of Allah وسلم, had told you. She said, Now, when the Messenger of Allah وسلم, has died, I will tell you. When he whispered to me the first time, he told me Jibreel used to listen to my recitation of the Quran and then recite it back to me once or twice a year. And this time, he has done it twice. And so I perceive that my death is approaching. Then be mindful of your duty to Allah and be patient and steadfast, for I shall be an excellent predecessor for you. On this, I wept as you saw. When he perceived my distress, he talked to me secretly the second time and said, O Fatima, are you not pleased that you will be the chief among the believing women or of this ummah? This made me smile as you saw. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary this hadith too has an implication for keeping a secret and concealing it from people. Moreover, we learn that one can spontaneously weep over hearing a sorrowful occurrence and also that we should be patient in distress. The hadith also teaches us not to feel proud upon receiving a blessing. Above all, the excellence of Fatima radiallahu anha and the advisability of reading the Quran are brought into our focus. 688 Thabit radiyallahu anhu reported Anas radiyallahu anhu said Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to me while I was playing with the boys. He greeted us and sent me on an errand. This delayed my return to my mother. When I came to her she asked what detained you? I said, Allah's Messenger sent me on an errand. She asked, What was it? I said, It is a secret. My mother said, Do not disclose to anyone the secret of Allah's Messenger. Anas 
radiyallahu anhu said to Thabit, By Allah, were I to tell it to anyone, I would have told you. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. Here too, an emphasis has been laid on keeping a secret. When Anas radiyallahu anhu told his mother about the cause of secrecy, she refrained from insisting that the secret should be disclosed to her. Rather, she lent support to her son's standpoint and advised him to conceal the secret. To be sure, it is part of moral teaching that we should keep the secrets of friends in our hearts. Unless we receive a go-ahead from the friend, we must not make his secret public.